Praise the Lord. I noticed when we made the announcement about the baby, we were just quiet. It doesn't seem like we're excited. <laughs> Amen. You know, the Lord is doing good things in our midst. We said it, we prayed, up, we, we sang about it. Yeah? So let's be excited in the presence of the Lord. Amen? I think we also want to thank God for our sister, Matitia. She had some surgery and was successful. So the Lord is causing us to be healed. Amen? Praise the Lord. In the book of Second um, Samuel, in, in chapter 22. The psalmist says, verse 29, Say, For thou art my lamp, O Lord. You know, the lamp is, a, is something, is an equipment for what? For light, right? So the Lord is our lamp, then he will cause light to shine. Amen? And when the light shines in our hearts, what happens? Darkness will disappear. Amen? That's what the psalmist says here. He says, For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. Praise the Lord. That's our prayer this morning. Or in fact, this afternoon, in Jesus' name. In the book of Jeremiah 17, the prophet Jeremiah writes in verse 14. He says, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Amen. Praise the Lord. He says, save me, and I shall be saved, for thou art my praise. Praise the Lord. I want us to take that song. I'm sure we know it. We take those words in song unto the Lord. Let's indeed ask that the Lord will speak to our hearts, and as his words come to our hearts, he will cause healing in our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord will lighten every darkness in us. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, in verse 26, we say, Moreover, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold as the light of seven days in the day that the Lord does what? Binded the breach of his people. And did what? And healed or healed the stroke of their wound. Amen. The Lord will cause His light to be how many, how intense? It's a seven times. Amen. And He will heal the wounds in our heart. Amen. Praise the Lord. Heal me, O Lord. And I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. Oh, heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. You are the one. I praise you are the one I pray. I don't know if you need healing. If there is anyone here that needs healing, healing of any sort. You know, our, our pastor was leading us to pray just a while ago and we were praying for healing. I want us to be sure indeed that when the Lord heals us, we are healed. Amen? So I want you to speak to our word as a prayer unto God once again. From a deep desire, whatever may be the issue. Whatever may be that healing that you need. In any form. In your body. In your, in your work. In your job. In your finances. In your heart. 
in your spirit. And the Lord will hear you today. As we come before Him to learn of Him, we will not live with any burden. We will not live with any sorrow. We will not live with any infirmity. Infirmity of the heart, the plague of the heart. We will not live with them today. So we call upon Him and say, Lord, heal our heart, O God. Heal my family, heal my body, heal my spirit. Heal my soul, O God. Let your word come unto me today. Let your word come unto me. The word which is a lamp, which is a light. Let the light in my darkness. Cause every darkness to cease from my life, to disappear, that your light will shine. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. Oh, heal me, O Lord, and I will. to you this afternoon for a healing, O oh God. We bring ourselves and all that we are and all that we ever will be to bow before you who is the King of Kings. You are the Almighty. You do wondrous things. Lord, we ask indeed, do that new thing in our life, O oh God, this afternoon for every individual that is standing before you. You know the needs of our hearts, O oh God. You know the plague of our hearts. You know that area where we need help. Know every darkness in us, O oh God. Cause your light to shine into our life this afternoon. In the mighty name of Jesus. And let us leave this place with a healing, O oh God. Knowing that we have been with you, O oh God. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Today we're looking into a, 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 a sort of exposition or teaching on growth. In the book of Peter, Second Peter chapter 3, In verse 18, the Bible says, but grow in what? But grow in what? In grace. Amen? He said, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Growth is a key characteristic of anything that is what? How many of us remember our biology? <laughs> Every living thing grows, right? So when something is not growing, then it's not living. It's dead. But Jesus, the Lord says we should grow in grace. Amen? Because we are spiritual beings. Amen? We have the Spirit of God in us. We need to grow in the Spirit. Amen? So growth is fundamental. For us to survive. The moment we stop growing, we stop living. Praise the Lord. Even in, in organizations, even in secular organizations, they are always seeking growth. And in order to keep their staff growing, they develop them. Have what is called development programs, right? Leadership development and things like that. So that people we continue to grow and increase in, in, in knowledge, in understanding, and so on. Praise the Lord. In the book of Hebrews 6.1, the 
It says, therefore, leaving, that is putting aside the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Let us go on unto what? Perfection. Say, let us leave the basics, the, the, you know, the, the primary, the elementary ones. Let us leave them aside and move on to what? To perfection. Amen? Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Faith is, is that we all believe in God is what? It's faith, right? But the Bible says this is what? Basic principle. Is the starting point. It's not enough that we say we are believers, we are Christians. That's it. That's just what? That's just the beginning. That's what the scripture was, was saying here. Say, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to, to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance. That's where we started. Repentance from dead works and faith towards God. Say, let us move on to. In fact, he said the principles of baptism, laying on hands, resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment, these are all basic principles. Amen? It's calling us to what? To maturity. Praise the Lord. So we need to grow in our spiritual experience. If we don't grow as believers, then we go immediately into what? Into decay, into decline. And eventually into permanent death, if you like. That's very, very what? That's very dangerous. Praise the Lord. In Philippians 3, 12, Paul was writing the Philippians in verse 12. He says, if you start from... If you look at from verse 9, he says, And be found in him, that is, be found in, in Christ, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Jesus Christ. The righteousness which is of faith. Righteousness which is of God by faith. You see that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. The fellowship of his suffering. He said what? Be made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I had already attained. Either were already what? Perfect. It was not perfect. Paul was saying, I have not attained what? Perfection yet. But I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for which I also am apprehended of Christ Jesus. He said, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are what? Ahead. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? So that's Paul. A man totally yielded unto God. Amen? But he says, I forget everything behind me. I forget all my glories, all that I have ever attained. I put it behind. I do what? I keep pressing. Amen? And that is the basis for the attitude that we need to have in order to move forward as believers. Amen? It does not matter what level you are. You need to what? You need to grow. Because the moment you begin to count your laurels, then you begin to get more comfortable. Then you begin to relax. Then you begin to think you have already what? Attained. And that's what Paul was saying here. I do not count like that. I forget it. I keep pressing forward. Because there is still more yet a lost grounds to be acquired. Praise the Lord. In Hebrews 5, 12. He said, for when we time you ought to be teachers, or when for the time you ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, 
which is the first principles of the oracles of God. You see, when we don't grow and move from the basic elements, we have faith in God, we come to church, we do all this good stuff. And if we begin to feel comfortable that we are Christians, we, we, we know the Lord, but we are not moving forward, he said, then we are not maturing. We are not attaining unto the perfection that God has called us unto. He says, we, instead of us becoming teachers, we, 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 we sit every Sunday and we are receiving teaching. That's not to say you shouldn't receive teaching, but while you are also receiving teaching, God is building you up so that you can be what? Become teachers. Praise the Lord. He said, if you don't learn to begin to take what you are learning and begin to move forward with it and even teach others, then you remain what? You remain in class one. <laughs> you know, that's why in, even in the school system, we all get what? Promoted. Until you get to the next class and go on and on and on. Praise the Lord. He says, you begin to stay at the elementary level. And you begin to remain as people who need what? Milk. And who are sucking the tongue. Then you cannot eat what? Strong meat. Praise the Lord. He said, for everyone that uses milk is what? Is unskillful. In the word of righteousness, you remain a babe. And that's not our portion in Jesus' name. Amen? So we see clearly from these scriptures that growth is a necessity. It's not a choice. You know, you can't choose to say, okay, I have, for instance, let me use an analogy. We have a development program, a teaching program, a discipleship program. You can't say, okay, I have done you know, the beginner's class, I'm, I'm just okay with that. I want to stay at that. That's good enough for me. That's not enough. If you stay there, the Bible says you remain what? You remain a babe. And you can't even say, I have done the advanced class. Experiencing God, the mind of Christ, just as an illustration. And say, now I have done what? I have attained. No way. You can't stop learning. You can't stop growing. Praise the Lord. The moment you do that, you die. You go. Anyone who does that rather begins to decline and eventually die. Praise the Lord. Even in our Christian experience, we can't say, oh, I lay hands on the sick, they recover. I pray to God, God hears me. You know, I'm, I can feel the power of God moving in me. And then you relax. And begin to say, God, you know, today I just want to just want to take it easy. You know, like David did. David said, today I don't want to go to war. I just want to relax a bit. Let them go to war. And then he, had, he ran into problems, right? Praise the Lord. And you can see how, how that really dist almost destroyed his life. He became a man after God's own heart to a murderer. <laughs> In a very little while. Praise the Lord. So, growth is very important. Absolutely important. In the book of First Corinthians, in verse thirteen, the Bible says, "When I was what? When I was a child, a child is." It's not yet mature, right? You say, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as what? As a child. I thought as a what? As a child. But when I became what? A man. I do what? I put away childish things. Praise the Lord. As we learn of Him... As we study the word, as we hear him speak to us, and we grow, the Lord expects us to do what? To become men. And what does that mean? When we become men, what does that mean? 
First Corinthians thirteen eleven. What does that mean? Let somebody tell me. We just read it. We put away childish things. So many of us have been in the law for many years, but we are still doing childish things. Praise the Lord. You know, we are still struggling in the elements of, you know, relationships, strife, you know, malice. Somewhere in the scripture it says, as men we should become, we should put away malice as men. Because malice, according to the scripture, is what? childish. Praise the Lord. We need to grow in the things of God. We need to mature. We need to build up character. Praise the Lord. We also see from 1 Corinthians 3 verse 2 It says, I have fed you with what? With milk. Why? Paul was writing to the Corinthians. He said, you Corinthians I have been feeding you only with what? With milk. Why? He says, I have not fed you with what? With meat. Because you cannot bear it. You cannot digest it. It will just kill you. It's like when you have, you know, no matter how old a child is, if he's not growing, Still be sucking the tongue and be drinking milk, right? And if you want to give the child strong meat, it will cause more harm to the child because the child is not growing. That's what Paul was writing to the Corinthians. He said, I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you are not able to bear it, neither yet are ye able. Even now, you are still not able to bear it. So we see that growing. And moving on is the basis for God to, to take us to higher levels. You know, many times we pray. We say, Lord, I want to move on to higher grounds. And then the Lord says, if I take you to that higher ground, it's like killing you. <laughs> you say, Lord, I want your power in my life. You say, if I put that power in you, it will destroy you. Because you are not ready. You are not growing. Some things we are desiring we cannot receive because we are not, we are, we are not moving up. We are not measuring up, so to say. And the Lord is challenging us today. Praise the Lord. Growth is necessary for us to mature into deeper revelation of the things of God. In the book of Isaiah 28, let's look at it. Isaiah 28, verse 9. Isaiah 28, 9, it says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? That is, whom shall the Lord teach knowledge? You know, when you are learning, you are being taught, right? And the Lord is our teacher. The Bible says the Spirit will teach us what? All things. But the scripture asks here, Whom shall he, the Lord, teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Doctrine is the ways of God. The teachings of God. Whom shall the Lord make to understand doctrine? Them that are what? Them that are weaned from milk. They are drawn from the breast. They are not still sucking breast. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, breast can be very... Uh, for a baby, it's, the Bible says they, it's, it's their food. It has everything they need. But not for them to remain a baby, right? For them to grow to adulthood. Amen? Praise the Lord. It is only them that are weaned from milk that the Lord can teach doctrine and knowledge. He said, for precept upon precept and upon precept. Line upon line and line upon line. A little here and a little there. That's what God does with us every time we come here. To hear of Him, to learn of Him. So that we can be weaned, we can grow in knowledge and understanding. Amen? Praise the Lord. And certain things, what the scripture is saying here is that certain things are reserved for those people who are mature. You know, Jeremiah 33 says, call upon me, I'll answer, I'll show you greater mighty things which I know is not, right? We pray that prayer. But the truth is that that's not for everyone. 
Praise the Lord. It's not for everyone. It's not enough to pray and ask for it. The Lord is expecting us to mature. So that when he gives us, he can trust us with it. Amen? Praise the Lord. And in the book of Psalm 131, the psalmist says, psalmist understood, he says, Lord, my heart, my heart, because you see, knowledge and understanding, Lord deposits where? In our heart. He says, my heart is not haughty. My eyes, my eyes not lofty, neither do I exercise myself in great matters or things too high for me. He said in verse 2, Surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child, that is what? That is wind of his mother. My soul is even as a wind child. Amen? What that means, what the Samuel was saying, that my heart is ready. My heart is ready to receive from you. Amen? Praise the Lord. Another thing we notice about growth is that it is a continuous thing. It never stops. We never graduate from the, from the college of God's training. Amen? We never graduate from it. We never get to a point until we get to heaven where we receive that crown, right? That crown of righteousness, that crown of of faith and all the crowns. Until we get there, we never graduate. In the book of First John three, First John three two, it says, "Beloved, now are we what? We are saved. Amen. We are now the sons of God. Amen. It does not yet appear what we shall be." But we know that when we shall see him, amen, he said we know that when he shall what? When we shall see him, when he appears and we see him, we shall be what? We shall be like him, amen? Praise the Lord. For we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Praise the Lord. He said everyone that had this hope, Purified himself. Praise the Lord. So we, Jesus is our reference. Until we become like Jesus, we have not grown. We're still in the school of what? Of growth. We keep growing. We never finish discipleship class and say, now I know it all. I have been to the Bible school. I know everything. And so today, is, God is calling us to grow in grace. And we're going to look Further in this in this um, this study, on two main points, we have given the benefits and danger. We have talked about some elements of growth, but we are also going to look at what the scripture says of the danger of not growing, the danger of not growing, and how to grow. Amen. How to grow in grace? Praise the Lord. You know, not too often we like to be prescriptive, but the scripture is. Quite prescriptive sometimes, amen? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, when you go to a doctor, what, does the, what do they give you? Prescription. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we look at God's prescription for growth or lack of it. The first thing we see is in the book of Second Peter that we read. In the book of Second Peter, I'm not sure we read it actually. Second Peter chapter 1. I'd like to read from verse 1. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, he said, to them that have obtained precious faith through the righteousness of God and of the righteousness of our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. Amen. God has called us to what? 
to glory and to virtue. Verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these, amen, by these promises we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, amen. And beside this, beside what? Beside this faith that we have, this calling, this profession, it says, giving all diligence, all diligence, add to your faith, what? Virtue. And add to virtue, knowledge. Add to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. Amen? And let's put those ones aside for a while. But look at the next verse. It says, for if these things be in you, if these virtues, if this character be in you, and do what? And increase in abundance. They make you to be what? Do you have your Bibles open? This is like a Bible study, not a preaching. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He said, they make you that you shall neither be what? Barren. You shall not be unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Tremendous benefit. You cannot be spiritually barren. You will certainly what? Grow. You will not be stagnant spiritually. You will experience God in a deeper dimension. Praise the Lord. So we see that this qualities, growing in grace, having these qualities is important for us as believers to be spiritually fruitful. Praise the Lord. That's what he says in verse 8. And verse 9, on the other hand, says, but he that lacketh these things is what? Is blind. Cannot see the light. Not, not just, you know, not physical, you know, blindness of the eye. The, the heart is blind. You know? The Bible talks about unbelievers. It says, when he said to Paul in the book of Acts, it says, you will send him to the Gentiles so that he might turn their heart from, from what? From Satan unto what? Unto God. To open what? To open the, their eyes. You know, there's a very popular song. We say, open the eyes of my heart. Amen? I want to do what? I want to see you. We can't receive that if you don't have a desire, the right attitude to grow in the things of God. It will just be what? Lip service. You say, these people are just singing. <laughs> They're not really serious. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But if you don't have these things, you say, you are blind. You cannot see afar off. You cannot see. Not talk of seeing heaven. You cannot see even the issues that are before you here. And he had done what? Forgotten. He had forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. In other words, it's a state of apostasy. Because this person still is there. But he He's not growing. He's not moving on. And he's still very well comfortable in the body. But he thinks everything is okay with him. He has even forgotten that he was saved. Praise the Lord. And in the book of Revelation chapter 3, let's not think that this is not possible. Because sometimes we say, God, this is not possible with me. It is possible... To be blind spiritually and not even realize it. In verse 1, it says, And unto the angel of the church in Sardis, 
Right. These things said he that had seven spirits of God and seven stars, I know thy works, that thou hast a name that thou livest, and at what? At what? <laughs> let's, let's be ready to say it. At what? Dead. That's a church. He wasn't writing to, you know, to, to people who have not professed to know Lord, to know Him. He said, thou, I know thy words. Thou has a name. They have a name. You have a name that thou art, art alive, but indeed you are dead. And that's why we're praying that the Lord will lighten our darkness and cause us to be alive in every areas of our life in Jesus' name. Every area that has been dead, the Lord will cause it to receive a fresh life to, today in Jesus' name. He said, be watchful. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we need to recognize that this is a grave issue. It's a very important subject for us as believers. We cannot choose to be in his, in his body and just choose where we want to be and just stay there and not moving. Not responding. Part of the punishment of, of Israel, one of the reasons why Israel was punished was not because they were not hearing from God, but they were not hearkening to Him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I don't know if you know the difference. They were hearing him, but they were not obeying him. They were not taking him serious. They were making their own choices, nevertheless. And that was what grieved God the most. It, it was not for lack of faith. Because that's the basic thing. They know that they are God's people. But they were not really responding to him in the same way he was talking with them. Praise the Lord. It's important that we recognize that if we don't grow, <coughs> we, we resort to complacency. Complacency is a dangerous trend as well, where you begin to think you are okay, everything is right, and you are just happy with everything about you. And that's very easy as believers, especially if you are religious. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, religion can make us very complacent and, and just satisfied. You do the basic stuff, you know. You don't miss church. You do everything that you need to do. You pray, you know. But you're not necessarily growing. You're just maintaining the status quo. It's not enough to maintain the status quo as believers. We have to desire God to grow, to increase us. Amen. Because that's what He is doing in our lives. He's actually increasing us so that our light, the Bible says the part of the righteous like is like a bright light that shineth, what? Brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Amen? Praise the Lord. The moment you feel, that's why the Bible says, let him that thinketh his stand, do what? Take heed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So if we go back to First Second Peter, Verse 10 says, Wherefore the rather brethren, give what? Diligence to make your calling and your election what? Sure. You know, some of us, if you've gone to the doctrine of election, of predestination and all that, some people feel so comfortable. God has elected you. God has chosen you. That's a wonderful thing to... Uh, Wonderful position to be. We have been chosen. Amen? God is taking us unto Himself. He's perfecting us. But the Scripture yet asks us here to give what? Diligence. So that that election and calling will be what? Will be established. Will be certain. Praise the Lord. And say, if you do these things, you shall do what? You shall never fall. That's a guarantee. 100% guarantee that if you do these things, these things that we're going to look into shortly, you shall do what? You shall never fall. It's a guarantee against backsliding. It's a guarantee that you will make heaven. Amen? That's the promise of God. 
Bible says God has given us these precious promises that we might be partakers of his divine nature. It will guarantee that we make heaven. Praise the Lord. Because it's the Spirit of God in us that works these things out. But we have to walk within. Praise the Lord. We have to walk within. So we're going to look quickly and then pray. We're going to look quickly at this, at this what we've seen earlier. If you go further in verse 5. If you go back rather to verse 5. He said, and beside this, beside this, this, this is one this. What is that this? Faith. A profession of faith. It's just your starting point. He said, add to your faith. Add to the fact that you have believed in Jesus and your sins have been forgiven. You are purged. If you don't add to it, you will soon forget. That's what we read earlier. He said, he that lacked these things is blind and dead, and has forgotten that he was purged from his sins. If you don't add to these things and grow, you will soon die. Praise the Lord. That's what that means. So, it says we should add to our faith, we should add what? The first one there is what? Virtue. What is virtue? Let me look at my notes. <laughs> virtue, another word for virtue is what? It's character. Pastor was praying earlier that we should men of integrity and character. Praise the Lord. We should be men that have divine elements in us. The nature, the divinity of God should be evident in our lives. Virtue. Something that is good. You know, Jesus Christ, when in Mark 5.30, when that woman touched the hem of his garment, he said, who touched me? He said, why are you asking who told you? He said, because he knew that virtue, something, some power, something of worth has come out of him. Amen? We're not ordinary men. That's what he says. Virtue makes us, we're not just ordinary men. There is something in us. Amen? Something of worth, something of quality, something of value. That is what virtue is. He said, add to something of character. Praise the Lord. In the book of Philippians 4, 8, the Bible says, Whatever is pure, is holy, is just, of good report. If there be what? Any virtue. If there be any value. If there be any goodness. He said, think on these things. Amen? So we are men of, of virtue. Men of character. Men of integrity. Men of goodness. There should be some goodness in you that people want to have. Amen? That's what they saw in Christ. The Bible says all of them came and he healed all of them and virtue came out of him. Something that God has deposited in you so of so high quality that men wants it. Praise the Lord. That's what virtue is. And the attributes and powers of divine trinity there's so many such things. Virtue means something of what quality is an, is an asset. It's of benefit. Somebody can gain from it. It's of integrity. What is integrity? Integrity means it does not lack completeness. When you say something is, the integrity is, it, it has integrity. Which it has everything that it should have. It's not lacking anything. Amen? You know, when they, when, when they want to entrust something to somebody, whatever is that thing, a man of integrity will qualify for it. Because they will not say, okay, this brother, he prays, you know, his prayer, he thunders, you know. Or this brother is gentle, this brother is kind, but <laughs> then he's failed. That's lack of integrity. That but has spoiled the whole thing. Amen? That's what this scripture is saying. We should grow in virtue and completeness, integrity. People should not have doubts about where we stand. People should not be in doubt. Okay, we, we, we have a huge amount of money. You see, 
recently we were looking at, you know, some project. And we're just, we're just thinking about how people react to temptation. And we're saying, okay, you want to build a house? You call a brother, say, I give you five million. This is the project. This is the drawing. This is the land. It will cost five million. How many brothers can you give five million to? And say, please, I'm going away. Build this house for me. I'm coming back. How long will it take? One year. How many brothers can you give five million to? And say, please, just build this house for me. I leave everything in your hands. That's what Scripture is saying here. How many believers? And we had a case where somebody bought a piece of land. And then he needed to to build it, to put up a building on it. And he went to a a guy selling cement. And he gave him 50,000 naira. That was a lot of money in Nigeria at that time. And then he said, please supply bags of cement to my site. And then the brother went to site. He couldn't find the bags of cement. Then he went to the brother's shop. He couldn't find the shop. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So the, the brother disappeared with the money. Praise the Lord. That's what we're talking about. Now, that's, many of us will not fall in that. But that's what integrity means. Praise the Lord. God should be able to trust us. Or men should be able to trust us with the virtues of God. The elements of divine character should be, should be seen in us. Amen. The Bible says he has called us to glory and to what? Second Peter, we read it, 1 verse 3. Can you read it again? He has called us to what? Glory and virtue. Elements of divine character. Integrity, honesty. A pastor was praying about that earlier this, this afternoon. Praise the Lord. So God is asking us, if you have this in you, you will never fall. You will be truly sons of your father. Amen? Men, you see, when we say, let the light shine so brightly that men will see it and give glory to God. This is what the Bible is talking about. Character. Praise the Lord. And it says, add to your character, add to virtue. What? To what? Let's hear it loud. Knowledge. Knowledge is important. We need to grow in knowledge. The Bible says in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, it says, my people do what? They perish. They are destroyed actually. The world is not perish. The world is destruction. It says, my people are what? Are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You see, knowledge is to know the truth about something. Knowledge is to know the exact truth about something. As believers, God has a lot of truths that he wants to reveal unto us. Because when we know these truths, then we can order our lives aright. And application of knowledge wisely, the appropriate application of God's knowledge is wisdom. Amen? That's why we will be wise. We know the things that we need to know. If you have knowledge and you apply yourself to it, you have wisdom. It leads to wisdom. Amen? Praise the Lord. There's so many scriptures here. We can't look at all of them. But the important thing about... In the book of Romans 10 verse 2. Let's quickly look at that. He says he was talking about Israel here. The people of God. These are people that knew God from day one. God called them. But they do not have the knowledge of Jesus. Do you know that? They are the people of God, but they do not have the knowledge of Jesus. Paul says, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God. But not according to knowledge. Praise the Lord. Zeal without knowledge will lead to self-destruction. Praise the Lord. We need the knowledge of God. And God has a lot of things He wants to reveal unto us in His Word. 
We need to seek knowledge with diligence. You know, the Bible is talking about doing these things with diligence. When it's time for Bible study, we should not miss it. If you think I know enough Bible, what are they going to teach me there? You're back to where we started. When we desire God and desire the knowledge of Him and His ways, we will grow. Amen? These are certain... The Bible says if you have these qualities, you will never do what? You will never fall. And not only when it's time to study the Scriptures here, but even in our private times. Praise the Lord. Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, Give yourself to studying, to reading. Read. Read Christian books. Read the Bible. Get the, you know, the, the concordance. Study everything. Study and study and study. That you may be a man that is perfect before God. Rightly. He said, rightly what? Dividing the word of truth. Amen. That's the truth that Jesus wants to reveal in our hearts so that the enemy will not deceive us. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's only God that has perfect knowledge. And he's trying to take us, to share with us, to reveal more to us. Praise the Lord. The next one is say, and to your knowledge, add what? Temperance. Temperance, another word for temperance is what? Control. To control it, right? Don't allow it to escalate, to, to boil over, right? Self-control, discipline. Control yourself. Some, we need to control ourselves of our tastes, of our desires, of the things we are aspiring for. You need to control ambition. You need to control lust. You know? Because sometimes, if I say, you know, we say the desires of the righteous is what? Shall be granted. So that doesn't mean we can desire just anything. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> we need to have self-control, discipline, appetite, especially with regards to use of our resources, of money. Some of us run into serious problems, and I'm, sick, and I'm speaking from experience. Some of us run into serious problems just because we can't control our desires, our appetites. Even the use of our money. Some of you can say, God, give me, give me, give me. For what? Because you want to consume more and more for your own pleasure. And then we say we lack. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Even of our time, what do we spend our time on? There are some pleasures that we have. But we should control ourselves that we don't invest our time in those pleasures that don't add value to our life. Amen? Praise the Lord. We saw the example of Esau. Esau could not control his appetite. He was so hungry, he could not stand it. He said, Give me what is bad right to me. He threw it away. The Bible said he sought it with tears, but he couldn't get it. It was too late. Praise the Lord. Samson was a desire for women. At the end of the day, God fulfilled his purpose in him, nevertheless. But he had a lot of struggle. Praise the Lord. We need to control our choices, our decisions. Because we can compromise future Eternal values for present pleasures because of lack of control. Sleep. You know, the value Jesus went, yesterday we were talking about control. We are talking about discipline in prayer. You know, when he says night vigil, some people don't just think about it. You know, it's, you know say if I wake up in the morning, it will be a headache throughout the day. <laughs> That's the deceit of the enemy. The truth is that when you control yourself, you discipline yourself, you stand with God in a place of prayer, there is power released into your life. Amen? Praise the Lord. The Bible says, have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. It says, add to your temperance, what? Patience and perseverance. Another word for patience is what? Perseverance, endurance, going the long haul. You see, as believers who are going to maturity, God, in many cases, will take us through the hard path. Part of maturing us. That's why it says, as many as shall live godly in this world shall do what? Shall suffer persecution. God takes us through the hard path sometimes just to mature us. Amen? Just to mature us. Because growth is maturity, isn't it? Amen? But we need endurance. You need to persevere, especially in prayer, in waiting on the Lord. Saul was an example. He couldn't wait. So where is the man of God? You know, they said, okay, we can't wait anymore. He went on and did the sacrifice. 
he disobeyed. Praise the Lord. We saw the example of Sarah. He said, you will have a child in God's time. So, well, maybe it's too late. I mean, I'm more than the age now, so what's the point? Unbelief came in, right? So, we see, we need to endure with God. We need to avoid overwork, overcommitment sometimes. We need to control the use of our time and resources. You need to, you need to put aside indulgence. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And then he says, add to what? To patience, what? Godliness. That's a very popular word. But what does it mean? <laughs> what does godliness mean? Godly, godliness means is associated with God. <laughs> Amen? It's related. It's of God. It's of the character and nature of God. Amen? That's what godliness is. And we can get that through, through, through discipline, through reverence for God. It leads us to reverence for God. You know, there are some people who say, if not that I'm a believer, what I will have done to you. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> At least you're not doing it because you're a believer. <laughs> that's what godliness means. That thing in you that will say, I will have done it this way, but for God. <laughs> Amen? And that's what it takes. If you begin to say, God, okay, let's forget about Christianity for now. I'll deal with you. I'll repent later. That's not godliness. <laughs> that's the comp- compromise we're talking about. Praise the Lord. God, that was what kept um, Joseph from sin. It was so tempting. This was a woman. This was, a, you know, the wife of the boss. He could get away with it. He could get away with it. In fact, maybe get promoted for it. But he says, but for God. Amen? But for God. That is the character of the believer, of that one that will stand. It is those people that God will raise up and take to higher grounds. Amen? Praise the Lord. And he said, to to godliness, you should add what? Brotherly kindness. The love of God in our hearts, shared in our hearts, will make us to love one another. To endure one another. To give to one another. To pre- prefer one another in honor. You know, when the, you know, when the choice is to be made between this and that, we can clearly see that this is better than this. Brotherly kindness says, bro, you have it. <laughs> Not that we'll be fighting him that, or, or even circumvent him so that you could get it. No, that's not brotherly kindness. Brother kindness, the test of it is you prefer the other. I'll talk of taking heart <laughs> against the other. Praise the Lord. And he says, and to brotherly kindness, what? Charity. Charity is love in action. Love expressed. Praise the Lord. In First Thessalonians, chapter 3, verse 12. Before I call the pastor to pray for us. He says, and the Lord make you to do what? To increase. And do what? Abound. I like those two words. To increase and to increase to the extent of what? Abundance. In what? In love. One toward another. And toward all men. Praise the Lord. That's what charity means. He says, you don't only increase, but you increase to abundance. Praise the Lord. And not only in this, in love, but in all these qualities that we have spoken about. These are the qualities of a believer. And when you do these things, the Bible says, you shall not be unfruitful nor barren in the things of God, in the knowledge of Christ. He say, he that does these things shall never what? Shall never fall. Let's pray. I want you to just use this opportunity to talk to God. Say, Lord, add unto me, cause me to increase and abound. Cause me to increase and abound in virtue, in character, in integrity. 
in divine elements, in the nature of God, in knowledge, in knowledge, in temperance, in discipline, in self-control, in patience, in perseverance, in godliness, in brotherly kindness, in charity, that my life will speak of you. And that indeed I will be an evidence of one who has been called unto glory and to virtue. That your name and your name alone will be glorified in my life. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we know, Lord, that you have a purpose for sharing this word into our hearts today. The word says that indeed the entrance of your word illuminates our spirit. And chases away every darkness. Cause, O God, everyone seated here before you to receive an illumination in their spirit. That every darkness will go in the mighty name of Jesus. Cause us, O God, to walk worthy of you as believers in the mighty name of Jesus. Every area of healing in our lives, body, soul, and spirit, we receive this afternoon in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And lastly, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. The Lord has spoken. And the Lord has clearly told us today. Uh, we need to move out of our comfort zones. Too long we have been sitting in our comfort zones. Too long we have continued drinking milk and milk and milk. But it's now time to move on to the meat. Jesus Christ told us very early in his ministry, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. To see your good works, you need to move from milk to meat. Let's just continue to thank the Lord. And let's close our eyes for a moment as we continue to think of ourselves. And, and, and re- really look at our own lives and think, have I been sitting in the same place too long? Have I been living on milk, receiving the milk again and again, but not doing anything about it? I may be physically growing. I might have physically grown for the last 50 years. But where am I spiritually? Why do we look and say, those younger to me are now ahead of me? Spiritually. Maybe somebody else is growing spiritually. But don't worry about that somebody else. We need to think of ourselves. God is telling us. God is speaking to us clearly. And he's simply telling us it's time to grow. It's time to move out from the cradle. There is work to be done. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us this day. Thank you, Father, for giving us this reminder that we need to move on. We need to grow. It is not your plan. It is not your purpose that we remain where we are. But day after day, you want us to go higher and higher, attain higher standards, to be more Christ-like as we live day after day. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you will put it into each one of us, that we will seek your word, we will seek your face, that we will not be satisfied with the way that we are living. We will not be satisfied with the way that we are living our life for you, Lord. But rather, we will ask you again, Lord, to move us forward, to help us grow. Just as you have helped us grow physically, help us grow spiritually. Yes, Father God, we thank you, Lord Father, for speaking to us this day. Thank you, Father, for the servant you have used, Lord. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that your anointing will be multiplied upon him, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will reveal to him greater truth, Lord Father, that he could speak to us because you have put it into his heart, Lord. Father God, we thank thank you, Lord, for every one of us who is here this day. 
And even as we depart from here, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you will continue to guide and lead us. Continue to speak to us, Lord Father. And I pray, Lord Father, that your words shall not be forgotten words the minute we step out of this hall. But we will be able to live your words in our life day after day. We thank you, we praise you, we give all glory to you. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. Shall we share the grace? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall live in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace. May the Lord be with you.